0: afternoon and good evening. This is the Curious Anarchy Podcast. We're here once again with another episode of Curious News. Today, I'm joined by Mark. Mark, how are you, my amazing, wonderful, fantastic and very extremely talented
1: co-host? Jermaine, can I just say, um, I'm so blessed that, you know, a year later we're still talking together and that your voice still emanates across 30 countries the joy that you bring to people by creating a calm narrative about challenging the status quo is is like an oasis in a in a terrible desert. So thank you very much indeed.
0: It's a pleasure to be here with you. Um, how are you? First
1: of all, how are you? So I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, you know, yeah. it, it's 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 um, it's an amazing time to be living in. We we didn't think we'd ever see combination of events that we see these days um, it's almost biblical that you know I wonder how many of the plagues we've got through the 10 plagues we've got through over the past three or four years I've lost <laughs> count which counting. ones we got
0: through over the past year
1: <laughs> yeah exactly exactly that and uh, mm. you know, I just think it's amazing time to be living I mean it's amazing most of my contemporaries have lived 30-40 years with not a lot to talk about I mean obviously moaning about everything but not a lot to talk about and suddenly you're running out of space to talk about all the things that are actually going on so it's quite amazing
0: right it's like you wait for a bus and three come along at once
1: exactly that exactly that and then suddenly do you talk about whether three come along because they've suddenly all come along <laughs> so it is a little bit uh overpowering at times but it's interesting as well and that along with the technological and economic sort of advances that are going on again out of proportion to what we've had in the past 20 years mm-hmm. but um mm-hmm. how are you jermaine I'm good. I'm good.
0: Um, Yeah, Shiloh is at nursery. uh, Yeah, he's going to be having a fantastic, wonderful weekend at his grandparents.
1: So, this is the first couple of weeks he's been at nursery since he's been four, isn't it?
0: This is the, oh, technically, this would be the first week. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. First (laughs) week,
1: four years old. Happy
0: birthday to Shiloh. That is June. Absolutely. Um, that was sunday the yeah,
1: yeah
0: um so yeah this this has been his birthday week i guess wow wow exciting times getting him. him used to celebrating all month
1: is <laughs> <It was> very <laughs> slow <laughs> brilliant brilliant um i think we should probably k- kick on um yeah, we I think,
0: probably should, shouldn't we? Because there is, a lot.
1: <laughs> there is a lot. There's a lot to discuss. And I think it's probably best to start with the story of PO, the the cross thingy ferry um company that, that, that have taken over running the ferries. Um you so, need to give a little bit of backstory to PO because it's the, the real
0: kick. Is how they even came in. Why they even are who they are now.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the backstory would be Margaret Thatcher. When she, I mean, it depends how you want to define this. A lot of people would call it selling off the, the, um, selling off the country's assets. You know, she sold off all the the national industries we had to private companies because she was of the belief that if you privatized, you have competition and therefore cheaper, cheaper, cheaper everything. Better quality everything. That was a that was a mantra. Let the market take care of itself. Exactly that. What she what she didn't understand about it was that you just get small groups of very powerful people that take it over and do what, they do, do what they want with it. So an example would be the railways. We had a nationalised railway system, which they're now talking about trying to renationalize because of how poor it's become. <laughs> some no, sites no. don't have any trains and some it, it costs more. It costs four times more to go by train to Scotland than it does to fly. Just think about that. You know, I can't name another country in the world where you'd have that, that statistic. That's just insane. But <laughs> the thing with P&O was, we had very able seamen. You know, it goes back in English history. Able seamen, people be able to run boats and, and do it properly. In proper unions, you know, going all across the world with ferry services, etc. And she privatised it. A company called p came over, took it over. And straight away, there was a strike because they, they 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 started messing around with terms and conditions of the employees. And that would have been around 2000... Uh, sorry, 19, 9, 1986. Something, 1986. See, all my okay. years emerging all into one right now. But that would have been around that sort of time. Well, so.
0: that, the, <laughs> there was a rebellion that year, and that was the yeah, year of my
1: book.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wonderful. So what?
1: what's, ha- what's happened since then is... Clearly they've bided their time and they've waited until England has left the EU. Now, why is that significant? It's significant because in the EU, workers have rights and their collective rights across the whole of Europe. Mm-hmm. Now, what I wanted to start off with was referring you to a book called Unchained Britain. And four of the four of the uh People that have contributed to this book include people people like Priti Patel, Dominic Raab um, and other ministers who actually are in cabinet at the moment. And it talks about stopping the power of workers to keep complaining about terms and conditions. (laughs) Wow, wait, hold on, what? Yeah, yeah, you heard me. You heard me well. Wow. You know exactly what I said, and you heard exactly what they've said in their book. And if you don't want, if you, if no one believes me, go and read the book, Unch- Unchained Britain. You know, so they want to release the fettles that have stopped industry from being successful, which is the workers. Yeah. Wow. And what they mean within that is what we're seeing here. So PO yesterday sent immediate. Uh, video messages to all of their workforce saying they were immediately sacked. Even the ones on board boats crossing the channel. So they were literally no longer employed halfway across the channel, if you like. Oh, my gosh. So everyone is being sacked. Um, The reason why they're being sacked is because if you step outside of Europe, you can pay people what you like. So we have, for example, in the UK a law that says there's a minimum wage of some sort let's say 10 pound an hour so there's going to be nothing to stop pno paying its workforce two pound an hour Mm. and that's the whole thing about unchained britain allowing the market to set whatever top price it wants to set Mm -hmm. if it's corporations that are running all So wow. what you've got is, from today, there will be strikes up and down the country. Re-nostalgically, re, um, re can't take us back to 1986, where every port and ferry point will have strikes by seamen, who literally lost their job overnight yesterday, and had to be taken off ships by security guards from a job that they've been employed to do. <sighs> this is the country we live in now that we've freed ourselves from the chains of Europe. ...and you, the... Mar- now, I know what you're thinking, Jermaine, so I'm going to say it out loud. But where is the Prime Minister in all this? <laughs> I know that's what you're thinking, so I'm going to answer that question for you.
0: Well, let me guess, is he in the fridge?
1: No, no, no. It, 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 he's in a metaphorical... Um, Uh, Hot ovens. He's in in Poland. He's in Poland, isn't he? No, 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 no. That was the week before. He's in Saudi Arabia. Why is he in Saudi Arabia, Jermaine?
0: I I have my suspicions, but...
1: We'll we'll come back to the Britain we're living in today. He's gone to Saudi Arabia because, as you know, the West has taken umbrage with Russia because of its treatment of the Ukraine. And we're refusing to, to use the... Natural Resources, the gas and the electric, from Russia. So we're looking for other places to get this from. So in what's been called a dictator stop, um, a despot stop, uh, he's touring the Middle East, going to countries, begging them to give us oil and gas. And countries which have appalling human rights records. So it was suggested to, to him that going to Saudi Arabia, a country that actually still beheads people, I think nine people were beheaded this week. When asked why he's doing that, he said, "I intend to bring that up and discuss that with them quite thoroughly." I'm sure. I'm sure. So, if you're, if you're f- any of the families that are listening, who who's fa- whose relatives have been beheaded for pretty minor stuff, be be assured that he's going to bring it up pretty rigidly. In fact, while he was there with them, three people were beheaded. Wow! In the in the period of time he was actually in the Saudi, uh, is it a kingdom? That. Is it called a kingdom? I don't know what it is now. Shaif, Sikhdom, whatever it's called, I don't the know. Emirates. Yeah, whatever the Emirates. Well, he was in the Emirates of the of the Saudi uh, uh, government. The United Arab Emirates, UAE. Isn't that a different? I think that's a different country, isn't it? It's not the same I think as Saudi. It's is the, the whole? Okay, Isn't fine. Okay, whatever. Well, so whatever okay. you want to call it. So while he was there, three people were beheaded. And now do you want the good news? Is there good news? Well, there's magnificent news.
0: He's got a deal.
1: No, he's got absolutely no deal. Came away with less than he went with. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh.
0: We so really we are, are in a, bit
1: of a, in a quarry Ooh. right now. We are living in a country that... that 20 years ago, our very base human, uh, humanistic responses would have been not to have done any deals with the Saudi government, not to have dealt with p at all. And now we live in a country where these are the people, along with, don't forget the Russian oligarchs who, who put £2 million in the Tory government, and they're all happy with that. No one's stopping that from going through. Mm. Just can lose no this one's sport. really talking about it. Like, why is it not at the forefront? Because luckily, Jermaine, we live in a country that has a free press. And our free press reflects democracy. Of they're just course. talking about they're talking about minor things so that we're not focusing on any of these things whatsoever. Like for example, they might talk about how many refugees have come across in a boat. Oh, look at them coming over, taking exactly. our job. Well that you can't print that and the, the sort of human rights thing of, of, of the British government. You can't do both. There's only space for one headline. And you know what was really
0: interesting about that whole Ukraine situation with um, the invite to Ukrainians come over and stay with people. This one... On the back of COVID, which hasn't gone away, but it seems to have gone away at the same time. And then to think about the Tories... Um Imposing a bedroom tax.
1: Do you remember that? Yeah, That's yeah, true. I do. Absolutely.
0: Sure three hundred and fifty quid they were charging. Well, let's be clear they what had we're a saying. Extra bedroom, and now well, they're offering three hundred and fifty quid. To take yeah, but let's be clear what
1: well, let's be clear what we're saying. They have tried every form of taxation they could possibly try. You know, there, there isn't a sense sense of taxation they haven't. They and haven't. I just wanted to say this, right? It specifically
0: states that they don't have to give any money. To no, staying with them.
1: Yeah, but hold on. You have to think about another thing about that. Think about the process. So what you're saying is, two weeks ago we weren't taking hardly any. Uh, there was a system in place that was failing abysmally. People got to Paris, applied to come here, turned down, even if they had relatives here, turned down abysmally. Now they're saying that about a hundred thousand people have applied to take these people from the Ukraine and they will get 350 pounds a month. Now, I'm sorry. Call me sceptical. I don't think there's anything in place to do that. I'm not saying it won't happen at some point, but I'm saying I don't think right now, if you took a family tomorrow, you would get 350 at the end of the month. No way. That's simply not in place. Who's doing all that?
0: I, I wonder. I wonder. I do actually have a friend who's taken in a, uh, her, I think it's a her grandmother, <laughs> is taking in a, a family. So can um,
1: we can we find out and report back when they actually get their first payment? Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to. So ask. that's live from the from the cold face. We, we're literally going to report back when one family actually gets a payment that they're promised monthly of £350. Now, coming back to still the country that we're living in today, and, and I'm conscious that we're not talking about Ukraine, and we should be, because it's being absolutely flattened. You know, you're talking about uh, you know, like uh, almost the equivalent of what happened to the Red Indians where 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 um, massive firepower versus minor bow and arrows. That's what you can't... So that's the the main, level, I mean, America, what do you mean? The Indigena? Huh? Sorry, the I thank, you mind your mind problem. Problem. thank you. Sir. Thank you. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Um, the thing is that what I'm trying to say is that the scale of the conflict yeah. is so one-sided is what I'm trying to say. And the thing is that, that you know, like they're flattening towns because they have an air force that... that that Ukraine doesn't have and even if it did its air force would be one to a million you know in terms of how many planes it's got And so we're actually now desensitized to a daily report about flattening of homes and people being killed and I didn't think we'd ever be at that point where we're A absolutely okay with it and B it's being televised live to us so today live from blah 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 another hospital's been blown up I mean you know we're watching it on telly It's, it's terrible yeah. So, I, I'm not ignoring the fact that we haven't referred to that, but for this particular um, Curious Muse, I wanted to keep it to the country that we're living in that is meant to have some kind of standards in theory. Yeah, it's supposed to be the, 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 uh, <laughs> the, lighthouse. <laughs> the yeah. lighthouse of, of morality. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to keep a straight face when I say it. Um so, so, which would is the perfect uh, preempt to talking about a teenage girl that was strip search at a school in Hackney yeah. on this on the presumption and I'm going to use the word presumption very clearly here that she had some marijuana on her which I have to say in this day and age in the UK it, it's illegal but you wouldn't really notice it's it's 50-50 I mean people walk around with marijuana and they don't see it really as a, an Ill- illegality and if you went to court with it, it would, the courts would take it anywhere near as seriously as A-class drugs. So it's a pretty minor offence. So this girl was at school accused of having marijuana. The police were called. I mean, the police were called. What did what? what what's wrong with the teachers in these schools? Why would you call the police on on the suspects if you suspect someone of marijuana? Why wouldn't you just say hand it over? Oh, I mean, crazy. I don't remember ever in any school I've ever been in calling the police because. Let's say I thought a kid had a knife. I mean, okay, it's serious, but the the kid would hand a knife over, that's it.
0: I don't think police would be called for that. It would be confiscated, and there would be words, and there would be parents
1: involved. There you go, there you go. And the the complete reverse has happened here. Police have been called, parents haven't been called or haven't been involved. And this girl's then been strip-searched while she's on her period. All the papers kept saying menstruation, but... I'm not scared to say the word period. It's it's quite normal in most households. While she was on a period, she was strip searched. That's, that's ridiculous. It is. That's absolutely
0: ridiculous. I mean... And it's, it, and it's not even just... It's a
1: child. Well, first of all, it's, it's illegal. Because you're meant to have a an appropriate adult, if not a parent, present. Secondly... No. Yeah. Secondly... I'm not even certain where the concept that they've actually got marijuana on them is like how high is that on the on the agenda maybe another kid said it but are you seriously taking that as like okay that's a reasonable and, and you went to that degree yeah exactly and you didn't have a conversation look like I'm, I'm assuming and I might be completely wrong here but I'm assuming someone in the school would have had some rapport with this child to say come come into my office have you got any marijuana on you if you have can you just hand it over and, and we'll deal with it yeah but to make it absolutely worse, Jermaine, no marijuana was on this child. I mean, that's, that's disgraceful. How many different caricatures and stereotypes are we running into in this discussion? And assuming a black child has marijuana, assuming you have to strip search this child with the police present. I'm sorry, I'm- I don't know anyone that would condone that, anyone. And I find it amazing that the teachers felt this was okay and that the head teacher felt this was okay it's
0: it's it's absolutely bonkers and you know what the thing what the reason why it kind of hits with me a little bit more is that my my daughter's 14. so anyone that has a, a niece a daughter a cousin or that's like 90% of the country, right? Um, That's very, very scary to think that that can happen in school without anybody knowing.
1: Exactly, without anyone knowing. Can I tell you why it hits with me particularly? I don't have any daughters or sons. I've looked after everybody else's, but I don't have any of my own. But I'll tell you why it hits with me. We're talking about we're talking about the anniversary we're talking about the anniversary of Sarah Everard, the murder by a police officer of Sarah Everard. tell me about it that's the anniversary can you imagine so police are meant to be trying to create a better relationship with the public a year on literally a year on we've had all these things like we had um, all these cases where the police have let down the black community with their children. And here we've got a case where they could have done it so differently. Both the schools and the the police could have dealt with it so differently. And if you ever met anyone who's ever worked with teenage children, the law says you have to have an appropriate adult attending. An appropriate adult isn't someone who's called the police. That's not an appropriate adult. That's it. Right.
0: That that that's the thing for me as well. It's like...
1: Appropriate adult means independent.
0: But not, what, not, what what have they done to to buy like uh, you know
1: what? I, they just, I, I, you know, they just it, it, this the is a, this is what I they could do tell you exactly. I, I'm not involved, but I could do exactly what they thought. They thought there's a female teacher here, there's a female police officer, so it's okay. Take her into another room and strip search her. That is against, for me. That's against the law because mm-hmm. there isn't an appropriate adult, which is it someone who represents yeah. the side of the child, particularly when they're under eighteen. That's the whole point of having appropriate adults, mm-hmm. and I've done that. I've gone to police stations at two in the morning to be there for children who've been arrested underage. When I worked with children yeah. in care, mm-hmm. in uh, you know, in uh, local authority homes, I had to go at two in the morning to a police station, and they couldn't interview or deal with that child until I was there. Right. And that was 20 years ago. Right. Uh, I should imagine the law's tougher now, not not easier on the police, if you know what I mean. You know, it it should be more specifically like following to the think. guidelines you'd and writing up like everything you think you'd like yeah. to think. But then with the whole thing with Sarah Evard last year, I don't. I know now not to think that because it's clearly not the case. And mm-hmm. I've spent all my lifetime being part of something to try and get the police to change their mentality, particularly towards uh, the Afro Caribbean community in the UK, and still. In 2022, they think this is okay. And the teachers in a inner a city London school think it's okay to call the police. It's very worrying. I very, I find it disgusting. very worrying. I find it disgusting. I find it disgusting. And I think it's, it's a sign of the lack of morals that we have in this country. And we've had three episodes we've spoken about in the 20 minutes we've been on, where a lack of of morality and a lack of concern for rights for basic rights has gone out the window can you imagine taking out your workplace immediately having received a video thing that you probably haven't had a chance to even read because you're earning what is the minimum wage in this country and because they want to pay people less that's the first thing secondly going to countries that are beheading people and trying to negotiate to get oil and then thirdly strip searching teenage children I mean sorry what country really shows
0: you where really shows you that you know the lack of morality and and where people's priorities really lie yeah absolutely
1: you know absolutely I mean that I'm happy to sort of finish on that because that is exactly what it is it shows you exactly where the priorities lie
0: I don't think that we're happy per se
1: no when Uh, I say happy what I mean is that's the perfect uh, closing statement for where we are at the moment in this in this in this tri- uh, tripod of, of discussion. Now, just yeah. before we do yeah. hang up, do we have any good
0: news? Anything that just reminds us somewhat of some semblance of humanity that is positive? Is there a story?
1: I don't have one. You might, I don't. <sighs> That's it then. That's it. We've got I mean, nothing. These stories have overtaken everything this week. So even if I had, you know, someone bought some flowers for their teacher, that wouldn't be on a par with what we've just been discussing. So unfortunately, I don't have anything. It depends on the backstory behind it. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> even still, I, I, I struggle to find a good story. The closest I can Mate. get isn't even remotely a good story. It's the whole the whole, um, Kanye West, um, Trevor Noah, and Kim Kardashian story, which isn't uh, on any level positive. So I'm happy to leave it where we are, really.
0: Oh, go on. Finish off with that one.
1: I'd rather not the. They kissed and
0: the made up, yeah. No, have, Please tell I mean, me it's a sign for what's to come in the world. No,
1: it's the opposite. They're still at war with each other. They're all writing oh, record oh. songs and, and shows about how you know. And the other it's not me, it's the other person that's not horrible. You know, all that sort of nonsense. Surprising. Surprising. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that looks like it's all we've got time for today. Uh, please hit us up on Twitter, in fact, actually, um, if you do have a, a little nugget, a little no- golden nugget of good news for us. Yeah, I
1: mean, the other thing that people could do is they could raise a glass tonight to say happy birthday to both you and Shiloh, because it's both of you. It's been your birthday month. Sort of thing. So if they could raise a glass and just celebrate what the good people we have around us. And, and uh, so, in contrast to the horror things we've been talking about up to now thank you very much Mark much appreciated much much appreciated
0: that's all we've got time for today here on Curious Anarchy the podcast where we're all about self autonomy sovereignty and assertion thank you so much for tuning in at underscore curious anarchy on twitter and also on instagram and if you also want to reach out to us on uh, clubhouse you'll find us on curious anarchy safe house that's all we have time for today it's been a pleasure it's been amazing it's been wonderful thank you all so very much from the bottom of my heart and from the bottom of marks and the heart of my
1: bottom from the heart of my bottom i thank you <laughs>
0: Not that way round.
1: Oh sorry, you Good
0: morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.